I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Media Day, right around the corner. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Media Day, less than a week away. Man, I'm super pumped for this. Uh, it's exciting. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm pumped to see all the players for the first. Some of them for the first time. Uh, That's amazing that we still haven't seen some of these guys. I know. I'm I'm just really excited. I was thinking about this on the way to work today. To see Boban oh, just like up close. He gets forgotten, but he's still there. He's gonna he he's gonna be there. Uh I got the email of like the details on uh who's going to so at Media Day they rotate all the players. Uh, each player goes around all these different stations at Media Day and takes each, pictures. Each player and, has a PR buddy, and they walk around with people with these clipboards, and they take them to all these different stations. And it's kind of funny because they're like chaperones. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like a, a member of staff for, for the Mavs is assigned to each player. So they they you know they kind of start in all these different spots, but they'll rotate all around all these picture stations. You'll have like USA Today and all you know Dallas Morning News, all this. Different stuff for pictures, and that's where you see. I mean, literally all these like stock photos of these players that you see, you know, over the next week. That's where they all come from. A lot of and the marketing stuff, the the intro videos where they do the you know whatever glowing eyes thing or whatever crazy thing that they try to do at the beginning. They get all that video from there too. Yeah. So and, and yeah, literally they'll go into these different rooms and the stuff you see on the jumbotron of these yeah. videos that are played, you know, halfway through the season. A lot of these things are recorded in one, you know, instance where they have a, a literally a list of different things like, hey, do this or make this expression or do this. It's wild. And they go around, you know, the Fox Sports is there, uh, Ben and Skins there, all this different stuff. And <clears throat> but they also have for like. Normally, it's like the main people, and, and it still is, but they'll have uh, a handful of interview press in the press conference room for the most part, where we do like post-game press conference, all that stuff during the season. So everybody goes to that. That's pretty much the only like timed thing to where it'll be like, all right, normally it's Dirk at this time. <sighs> Dirk's not Oof, we had to go there. Uh, but obviously, like Luca and you know, Luca will have his like 20 minutes at the podium. Uh, Porzingis, not everybody does it, like I was saying. But I was curious on who the other players are going to are going to be. And so, of course, it's like Carlisle, uh, Luca, Porzingis. You knew those three. The other two after that, Seth Curry, okay. and Boban. Hey, I'm like Bo- Boban's one of the like people who are going to get a podium uh, media day. Uh, Availability. It's just like super funny that it's Boban. I love it. He's gonna look so good behind that podium and so huge. <laughs> They're gonna have to raise the mic. Who Porzingis just posted a photo of himself working out at the Mavs training facility. Let's Mavs go. practice facility. I'm so excited. All right, on the podcast today, we're previewing the three wings, the three potential fifth starters on the Mavericks, Justin Jackson, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Dorian Finney Smith. But before we do Got another question on our five-star iTunes reviews. Guys, keep sending those in. We appreciate it. All right, this comes from M-Way. 
And this is a real question. You can go look it up. It's on iTunes. Nick, how do you feel about the live-action Avatar The Last Airbender Netflix adaptation that the original creators are going to make? I love it. We're very excited for it. I'm a little nervous for it, but I'm glad that the original creators, because there hasn't been a live-action Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't don't know what you're talking about. I never went and saw one in high school and left early. I I never saw that one. The other question was, Isaac, would you watch Avatar The Last Airbender if you lose board bets this year? No. That's too rough of a penalty. All right. Isaac continues to be the just most curmudgeon person that has ever existed on the face of the planet. I really don't like setting setting through something I'm not enjoying. You've never even... Okay, you've never even watched it. Okay. I mean, sure. I'll give the show like ten minutes. No, no, you have to do it if you lose board bets. That's the thing. I don't, and I you don't have too many cartoons. This is one you should make. Like you ask, like you ask, like twelve-year-old me. Cool. Like maybe let's try a cartoon out. But this version, I just don't do cartoons that much. You know. Today's podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Long day. <laughs> Long day at work, stuck at the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Promo code Locked On, DoorDash app. Download it. All right, couple more housekeeping things with the Mavericks. Today, according to Tim Cato, the Mavericks pick up the options for Luka Doncic. That'll be his third year. And Justin Jackson, that'll be his fourth year. Uh, this doesn't really change a ton for the Mavericks, so we're not going to talk about it too much. The Luka one is obvious. That's an $8 million um, you know, option for next season. This is a team option built into the rookie deals. Uh, Justin Jackson's is a $5 million option. The Mavericks, as stands, all guaranteed contracts. They're at one, uh, $108 million in salaries for next year. The cap is $118 million as of right now. So that's kind of where we stand right there with that. I uh, went... And now that we're there, we might as well start with Justin Jackson hmm. with the player previews. Okay, so Justin Jackson was on the Sacramento Kings. He was drafted there. He's drafted the same draft as Dennis Smith Jr. He was traded with the Harrison Barnes trade last year to the Mavericks. And uh, he came over to the Mavericks. And now he could be the fifth starter, Isaac. Yeah, we decided to lump these three wings together into one pod because obviously, uh, yeah, it's just hard to a pod for every single one of these players. But we put all three of these guys into the same category because any of these three guys can start. On top of that, Seth Curry has a chance of starting too. We don't think he will. But uh, any of these three guys can start. A lot of times... Uh, people, especially Mavs and Mavs Twitter, we like to debate Justin Jackson and Dorian Finney-Smith, but Tim Hardaway's in kind of in that same group as far as rotation-wise, not pay-wise, because we all know Tim Hardaway makes uh, a lot of money this year and uh, twenty million dollars worth good of for money. Him. Uh, yeah, good for him. It's great for him. Um, but yeah, it's the que- the the question is which one of these guys, if they go this route, which one of these guys will start? Uh, for Justin Jackson. He could be there. I think there there is some people that think that he could start. I'm not in that camp. I don't think uh, – I don't believe that he will start the season, but obviously I could be wrong. Um, when you talk to people around the Mavs, especially after the Barnes trade, that Barnes trade, <clears throat> they, they still say, that Barnes trade wasn't just about shedding money. It wasn't just a, hey, we're going to get rid of Barnes's – 
player option if he picks it up for the summer so we can have the cap space. And even though I probably had a lot to, you know, majority of it, you know, to do with that, but they liked Justin Jackson. They liked getting him back in that deal. It wasn't just a, hey, let's just try to match salaries and, you know, stuff like that, which his salary wasn't even allowed. It was more Zach Randolph. But, uh, but still, he showed a little bit of promise. You know, he is a former first-round pick just a couple years ago. Showed a little bit of promise. You definitely have the offensive potential with Justin Jackson. Uh, I think there is a, a few questions defensively. Can he guard some of the best wing defense? You know, wing players in the league. That's one of his biggest questions. Yeah, that's probably the biggest question going into the season. Can he defend at a level high enough to merit starting? Uh, last year, he uh, and the three-point shot too is kind of a, a concern as well. Uh, last season with or his first season as a rookie he shot 30.8 percent from three uh, with the kings during uh, his time with the kings last year he shot 44 or geez 34.6 percent from three and then with the mavericks he shot 37.2 percent so it went up with the mavericks that's positive uh, but can it stay at that level in order for him to to keep his spot i feel like that's the best i feel like that's the biggest question and it's it's the best case scenario is if that stays up he proves to be a solid defender and we know that Justin Jackson also has, you know, a little floater game. He can, you know, get in the paint and do some other things. He's not just like this shoot threes and do nothing else guy on offense. Yeah, and and I don't think that there I think we have to be reasonable with the expectations we have for him too. Get, are we expecting or are people throwing out there of saying, "Man, we got to find this third piece this year." Can Justin Jackson be the third piece? I think that's a little bit unrealistic for him, and I think it's a little bit unfair for him. I think right now for Justin Jackson, we need to shoot for, hey, can he prove to be a solid, solid like starter, a solid role player starter potentially? Best case scenario, that could he shoot for a Danny Green type of role on a team? To where, you know, you have Kawhi Leonard, you have, you know, Pascal Siakam, you have Kyle Lowry, you have these bigger names, you know, on that Raptors championship team. But what Danny Danny Green brought to that team is what you hope, like something that Justin Jackson could bring to this team. Could he be a solid quality role player? Can he prove that this year? I think that's his best case scenario. If he can reach close to that, shoot that 37 to 39 percent, I would love for him to get close to that 40 percent mark for him. Um, could he? Possibly, because I think you'll see a lot of these guys' three point percentage just go up playing alongside Luca and KP. Um, but yeah, I think best case scenario is like a Danny Green light for Justin Jackson this year. Yeah, it's a it's a hard sell <laughs> for Justin Jackson to be Danny Green because of the, yeah. the defensive side of the ball. Um, but that's that's his best case scenario is to be something like that. The worst case scenario is uh, he just proves that he can't hit the three. And <laughs> I did locked on fantasy a little while ago. And we were talking about every single Mavericks player. Josh Lloyd just went down the list. And we got to Justin Jackson. He, he said in his Australian accent, he's like, oh, I just don't see what I mean, he brings to the table. I just don't think that he's a good player. I would never want him on my team. And I just don't understand what he does. And I was like, wow, you really hate Justin Jackson. But that's the worst case scenario is if the way that he sees Justin Jackson is what it comes down to. Because if he doesn't shoot, then what does he do? And if he doesn't shoot and he doesn't play defense, then like, what does he do to this team that, that warrants him st- – starting or playing next to Luca and Porzingis. That's the worst case scenario is if all those things kind of fall out from under him and it doesn't work out. Uh, also, if he becomes super slow because he added 20 pounds of muscle, he's just too heavy. 
<laughs> I do think I do think we'll get the best season of his career this year. He's going to get the opportunity, whether it's a starter, whether it's coming off the bench. He's going he's going to get minutes. It's not like he's going to be uh, just stashed at the end of the bench or something like that. He's going to get minutes, but he also is going to have to work for them too because we, we're yeah. doing this this podcast on three guys that are all going to be <laughs> vying for the same amount of minutes. And I think that he's going to have to definitely work for it. And I, I think that's good. He's, minutes aren't guaranteed to him, but uh, they're available and out there for him to take. Yeah, and I think you brought up a good question of, you know, if, what does he do really well? Because you know somebody like Dorian Finney-Smith, you know he can defend really, really well. And that's like his thing. But with, with Justin Jackson, if he if he's not shooting the ball consistently, then what – on the when you get him on the court, what is he doing well on the court? And I, I think he will. Yeah, I think he'll take a small step forward this year, whether it's a starter or not. Uh, I think he's. I think he will get minutes uh, with Finney Smith and Hardaway off the bench. But if he can, if he can prove best case scenario is obviously that he solidifies himself as that fifth starter with Luca and Delon Wright, you know, there on the wings. But. Um, yeah, I like Justin Jackson a lot. He's super, super nice guy too, uh, and obviously went to North Carolina. So yeah, I don't know how much of of Harrison Martin's scoring output he can replace, but I know that he can replace the uh, the good guy in the locker room that Harrison Barnes was because they're they're about the same as far as good guys, yeah. right? Like <laughs> they're, they're super great guy. Yeah, it, they couldn't have replaced a nicer guy with another nice, nicer guy. Uh, okay, so that's Justin Jackson. Unless you have anything else to say about him, uh, coming up next. We're diving into it. Tim Hardaway Jr. Why? Where? Who? What? When? Tim Hardaway Jr. Coming up next. All right, Isaac. So Tim Hardaway Jr., he kind of, he has an interesting path in the NBA. He's the son of Tim Hardaway, the five-time All-NBA, five-time All-Star uh, player from the 90s, maybe 80s, mix the two. Um and he started out his career with the Knicks, actually. He was, he was drafted by the Knicks. First round pick, 24th pick. Then he makes his way to Atlanta. He spends a couple years in Atlanta. And then the Knicks sign him to come back. I think he was a restricted free agent at the time. Because, yeah, he was at the end of his, his rookie deal, I think. He was a restricted free agent. They signed him to this huge deal and no one matched it because it was just crazy. And it just ends up being this bulbous, massive contract that nobody really understood. Um, that was just... It looked like the Knicks just being the Knicks again, and it has proven to be the case. <laughs> His scoring went up, obviously. Um, he he, the year that the last year he was with the Hawks, he averaged like fourteen points a game. He went up to seventeen, but that's because he got a lot more opportunity in in uh, New York. And so now he was included in the Porzingis trade, and now he's on the Mavericks. And he got a lot. Of, he got a decent amount of run last year with the Mavericks. He averaged just under thirty minutes a game. Uh, he played 19 games when he was, he was back. And, man, we have no idea what his role is going to be on this team. I don't think. I think his role should be six-man, come-off-the-bench scorer guy. But we just talked about Seth Curry being that guy. And if Seth Curry's already going to be that guy and Brunson's coming off the bench too and then J.J. is going to come back, then those are three come-off-the-bench just straight scorer guys. What's Tim Hardaway Jr.'s role going to be? Man, it's confusing, and this is something I'm definitely going to be looking towards the first, you know, probably in preseason. We'll probably find out what Tim Hardaway Jr.'s role is going to be in preseason, I think. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Porzingis trade, it's it's kind of like Disney World, and you love going to Disney World. There is a – you, you have to have uh, this really cool band, right? You got like a pass. 
Like oh, you can get a magic. You can get a magic if you're a season pass holder. You can get a magic band, and it connects to your pass, and then you just like hold it up to this thing, and it lets you check in. There you go. So there's like a price of admission, so you can go have fun at Disney World. Like Porzingis is the Disney World, and your price of admission is taking on this contract of Tim Hardaway Jr. Like you have to pay this. He's this. parking and the in- incredible food prices and all those kind of things. But but that's how like a lot of people viewed it, in, including the Knicks, including including Dallas. You have to take on the Courtney Lee money. You have to take on the Tim Hardaway money. Uh, obviously, Hardaway's contract's a little bit you know different than or a little bit more than uh, Courtney Lee's. But yeah, I I think uh, I think Tim Hardaway Jr.'s the fifth starter, and Ooh. I say that I, I know, but I just think I think it's going to be viewed kind of like a Wes Matthews type of thing. Of hey, th- he's making. $20 million this year. Even though year. he does neither of the two things Wes Matthews does. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying, I think the fact that he does make $20 million, justifying that a little bit of him coming off the bench, we'll, we'll see. I think that they will start off, at least starting off the season, I think Tim Hardaway will be your fifth starter. I think that will be his role. I think the, the biggest question for me is it comes down to, will he take better shots? Because... He's used to having these these yeah. volume type of roles in in the offense, whether it's Atlanta, or New York, to where he's taking a bunch of shots. He gets to Dallas last year, and last year he took you know in his games here he took 14, 14 shots a game. I don't know if I want Tim Hardaway taking 15, 14, 15 shots a game. I think we I joked about Wesley Matthews a little bit ago, and you're like, hey, he d- he doesn't do any of those two things that Wes brought. I think that's the role he should shoot for though. Because as much as we saw Wes chuck up shots and we got frustrated with it and all that stuff, Wesley Matthews still only averaged 10, 10 shots a game, okay? So if we can get Tim Hardaway to go from the 15 shots a game down to the 10 shots a game and try to up his percentage three-point-wise because last year Tim Hardaway shot 32% from three with Dallas, Wesley Matthews shot 38%. So it's like, can we get... Tim Hardaway to average what West did last year for Dallas at 10 shots a game, 38% from three. That's what I, we're not even talking about defense. That's <laughs> for me. That's the role I want him to shoot for. Pun intended. I don't, <laughs> pun intended, yeah. Um, I don't, that's what I want him to shoot for. I think there's a, uh, there's an even like a, a next level to where we've talked about it before. He's the X factor. He's the X factor Oof. because, because he, he makes $20 million. And if he can be like good, like not even <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I, so I've been for these player profiles, I've been using players, trying to find players that they can be kind of uh, resemble a little bit. If he could reach like Joe Harris level for Brooklyn, no, to where he shoots, no. But I'm just saying, <laughs> that's just, I'm saying <laughs> that's just not the type of player he is. He's the jack it up, take mid range jumpers. He, he takes a bunch of threes, but he, there are lots of. Pull We're not up. on worst case scenario, Nick. They're We're talking about shots. best case scenario. We're, oh, I was. I thought we were talking about biggest question. My biggest no. question. My biggest question is his shot selection. Like you say, yeah, can, no. Can will he, he take better four, shots? Can he go fourteen to ten? But it's those four shots a game that are like. Why pull, in God's, pull up thirty footers? Why in Carlisle's earth did you ever take that shot? It just doesn't make any sense, and that's one reason why I don't know if he's going to have a real role on this team because I don't know if Carlisle is going to want to deal with that kind of thing this year. Well, I think in a sense he almost has to because of the money. I, I literally he worst does case not. scenario, that, I, I can't, I cannot stand when that is our thing. West Matthews, but I understand because they gave him point. that money, and they had to kind of. He he fit the ideal 
player that you would want to to play there. But Tim Hardaway. But he's not Chandler Parsons, though. But Parsons, you can write off. They didn't give him that money, though. It's from something else. It's the price of admission, like you said. True, but it's still somebody on your roster that makes twenty million dollars. It's and he's not Chandler Parsons. It, you can justify to people of saying, "Hey, I'm I'm handing twenty million dollars this year if he's Chandler Parsons." When it's like, "Oh, his knees going out, like he just sucks." All this stuff. Tim Hardaway is not like he. No, stop. <laughs> You're about to say he's. <laughs> You're about he's to Chandler say Parsons, he's, and he's not even hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Um, okay, I, I'll counter this with this of what you were saying. While you're I hope to be surprised. I hope to bring the heart of Hive back. I hope to. I just the, the shot selection was just so bad last year, and I know that it was a wide open Mavs team, but it was just so bad that it's just hard for me to imagine it getting a lot better. I hope. I hope it does. No, it, but I agree completely. This is why I put worst case scenario. He's like a mix of like Carmelo and Jamal Crawford. Like that's that's what you don't want him uh, to be on this old Mavs Carmelo team. and Jamal Crawford that doesn't exist yet. Jamal Crawford's no, still good. Not numbers wise though. Jamal Crawford you dropped still fifty on the Mavericks last just, year. That's great. Yes, I mean that that's remarkable, Jamal Crawford. But that's what you don't want him to be for this Mavs team to where he just comes in and chucks up shots. It. I know he's not as good as Joe Harris. I get that for sure. But can he can he model his role after what Joe Harris does? Can he change it to where it's Joe what Harris Joe shoots, does? Joe Harris shoots forty six percent from three. I I know if Tim Hardaway can shoot thirty six percent from three. That would be his career high. That's why I said best case scenario. As he the, turns it. That's not even a scenario. Yes, it is. It's not worst case scenario. He's Carmelo Light, Jamal old Carmelo Jamal Crawford type. Old Carmelo Light is just like the Natty Light cousin that I just, I mean, what would even be in that drink? <laughs> Old Mellow Light. That's like a, that's it's like, like a, a, it's like a watered down Mellow Yellow. That that's with, a diet with, Mellow with Yellow that's no been in the fridge for like two weeks. No sugar. <laughs> Mellow Yellow's diet zero. <laughs> Oh man! Oh geez! Yeah, the enigma of trying to figure out what Tim Hardaway uh, sees in this year. The we'll, funny thing we'll, is, I bet yeah. half of our listeners are—I bet our listeners are split in half. Half of them are like, yeah. "Yeah, Isaac, I understand that," and half of them are like, "No, Nick is right. This is this is ridiculous. Why does Isaac have any hope?" I'm just saying. I, I'm not even. I'm saying best case and worst case. I'm not even giving a prediction of what I think he'll do. <laughs> I'm just saying this is best case and worst case. The one thing we were surprised about is that his athleticism. That was one thing that jumped off, and I think there's going to be a lot more transition opportunities, and that's where I think he can actually be really effective is in transition. And I'm, I'm excited about that. It's the half-court pull-up shots that he takes. He tries the ISO one-on-one, and that's when it gets hard. I mean, he was working, need he was working out with Melo this summer, and it, it just it burned my Ooh. eyes to watch it. Cause mm, that's like, a no, great. We, don't, we don't watch it. But then there was that other video of him taking, you know, catch and shoot threes in the corner. And I'm like, yes, please more. I'm going to need it. Like last year when Wes would chunk up bad shots out, my tweet would be the, just the dot, 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 dot. <laughs> and that just, and people knew it. Like people knew what yeah. I was talking about when I did, it. I need it's to have like, an emoji or something to where when Tim Hardaway uh, goes on one of these sprees or he, he attempts some of these that I can tweet that out. And people know. It's like when Kirk tweeted out the uh, the Stanley from the office dribbling. Yes. Yes. Classic <laughs> Kirk tweet. I, yeah, I love that. It's good. 
There you go. Tweet us what you think about Tim Hardaway Jr. because I just don't know. I don't know what to make of this Tim Hardaway Jr. situation because the Mavericks have other options, but they're not exceedingly better options unless you're talking about Seth Curry. Uh, I do love the two ends of the spectrum of Mavs Twitter, though. I do love the people that's on one end that's like, he's our third option, career year, (laughs) 26 points a game, Tim Hardaway this year, it's happening. It's happening. And then the other side of, hey, he's Chandler Parsons, pretty much where you're at, (laughs) and he will never play a game. I I don't think he'll never play a game. I think he'll play, but I'm just not holding out hope. Can you okay, real quick, we're getting ready to touch on Dorian Finney Smith. Can you rank these these three of most likely to start the season? One, two, three. I think Justin Jackson number one. Okay. I think Dorian Finney Smith two for matchup purposes, and then Tim okay. Hardaway three. Okay. I'm going the opposite. Hardaway one, Finney Smith two, Justin Jackson three. <laughs> we still have Dorian Finney Smith two. Yes, true. Carlisle loves Finney Smith, and he's just going to start him every time they play the Clippers, every time they play like the Lakers. To I want to say he's going to start, but I think the money thing will override it with, with Hardaway. I sure hope we're over that, because that, that was a West thing that was just ridiculous. There, just was, right, there wasn't any more options that were better than West at that point either. So it's Let's talk like, about Dorian, uh, this evergreen Dorian content. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up next. A riveting conversation about Dorian Finney-Smith with new information you've never heard about. Mm, let's go. All right, Isaac. Dorian Finney-Smith, the undrafted wing from Florida. I just want to say this segment was pre-recorded three years ago, and we just <laughs> inserted it right now. After preseason when we realized that he was actually going to be a real player for the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got, a, we, got another full, we got a full season of Dorian last year. Uh, the year before, we only got 21 games, which I forgot about. Uh, but he has improved his three-point percentage every single year. <laughs> He's gone from 29.3 to 29.9 to 31.1. I'm expecting to hit Tim Hardaway levels of 32% this year. Uh, Who shoots higher from three, Dorian or oh, Tim Hardaway? Oh, that's a board bet right there. That's a board bet. I say Tim Hardaway. The thing about Dorian is he was shooting really well at the beginning of the season. Wasn't he shooting like 38% to begin the season? Everybody was excited, and then all of a sudden it just went downhill. Yeah, he did. So, But Dorian is now in this this role where he is their just defensive specialist, and he's just still trying to get that shot. I just don't, I don't want him to ever go to Summer League ever again because he shoots terribly at Summer League. Something about Vegas that makes Dorian shoot zero from 24 from three. His role what? is going to be the defensive specialist. I think he's a spot starter. When they play the Clippers, the Lakers, like I said earlier, teams with a bunch of wings like that, the Celtics probably, uh, teams like that that just need guys and, and bodies to be sent at these really, really good wings. Uh, probably Giannis. He's probably going to guard Giannis too. Um, guys like that. And, um, yeah, the biggest question going into the season is a question that, like Isaac said, it's an evergreen topic. Can he shoot credibly from three, credibly enough that he can be, uh, you know, a real player and a real solid contributor on this team we know that he, he doesn't make a ton of mistakes we, we've always loved that about him he's not gonna turn the ball over he's not gonna take crazy shots but he's also just not gonna shoot well from three and we hope that the latter changes <laughs> yes yes I mean yeah it, last summer the talk coming out last summer was he changed his shot the hitch is gone. It looks a lot better. He started off and we're like, whoa, let's go. This it is was like Dorian. Kevin James at the beginning of hitch compared <laughs> to Kevin James at the end of hitch. Um, 
But yeah, we love we love Dorian's an awesome guy, and the Mavericks love him too. I think there is a little bit of uh, pride behind this too from from Dallas, especially with like you see guys uh, like JJ Perea and what they do for him, like undrafted help building yeah. him up, and now you see guys like Dorian and Maxi, like two undrafted guys that they found, they brought in undrafted, and now they look like solid like rotation players for a team. And so seeing Dorian take that next step, I mean, guys, if you want to get hyped, just go watch that ball is life Dorian Finney-Smith <laughs> highlight clip from who Frisco was asking for that besides Dennis Smith Jr. and Dorian's mom <laughs> uh I'm not gonna lie I I I did a solo pod on that when uh I mentioned it when Nick was gone <laughs> and I talked about these summer highlight videos and that was the one that like I went against the grain on everything because I'm like normally I make fun of these videos but that video got me super hyped and uh, I, I was super ready I was all here for that one that a um, video like that also reminds you just how good a regular NBA player is like we're, we're dogging yes. Dorian Finney-Smith but he's just so much better at basketball than I could ever dream of being and that most play- people could ever dream of being he's one of the 450 you know NBA players out there it's just it's wild how good they are even though on the basketball court like on an NBA floor they'll just look way worse than they do in real life <coughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, he just signed his new contract. They're, they want to keep him around. Yeah, for a Man, long time. I would, love, I would love if his outside shot became consistent, he would be the one that I would I want to, to start yeah. because then it would give you Dorian and DeLon Wright as these two really good wing defenders. And that's what that's what they need, honestly. They need that more than anything. To where, and then Tim can come oh. up, and Tim Hardaway can come off the bench and be your six-man type of guy and all that stuff. So, are you gonna say something? Yeah, there's a there's a Netflix series from Marvel called The Defenders, and how have they not done the Delon? And have they have they filmed it yet? You know how they do those videos where they take the head off of the character and they replace it with a Maverick, the Delon yeah. and Dorian, or or do Dumb and Dumber, where it's Delon and Dorian, True. Dorian and Delon. It's the Dumb and Dumber theme. They're driving the dog car. Pretty much anything they did with Dennis and Dorian. The <laughs> oh, Smith R.I.P. The De- Smith way. De- Smith way. <clears throat> I mean, so yeah, biggest questions, the biggest question we've had for since he's been in Dallas, can he shoot from the outside consistently? Uh best I think case scenario be- he does. Worst case scenario he doesn't. <laughs> Literally, I put best case, he knocked down three point shooter. Worst case outside shot sucks. And that's like worst case scenario. Um once again to keep my player uh thing going. Oh boy, I'm ready for this. <laughs> you make fun of all of them. Can Dor because Dorian's going to get minutes at the three? Can and the he four. be Draymond Green? I think what I think when when they move Porzingis to the five, how did you know? I was, no, uh, <laughs> when they move Porzingis to the five, especially at the end of the games, I think we can see Dorian playing the four some. Yeah, can he be our light version of PJ Tucker? Like, can he mm. be that that version for Dallas of what PJ Tucker brings to to Houston? Not obviously, not a lot of shot attempts, none of that. But does the dirty work? Takes on some of the biggest defensive matchups. He's not as thick as PJ Tucker. I get that, but he's longer. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's what that's what a type of role I want him. I want, like I said, I want him to start. And in that, I want him to start because I know if he does start, his shot should be going down. But I yeah. think it'll be Tim Hardaway. Uh, I love Justin Jackson too. Don't yeah. I mean, I, I love all these three. He's guys. a steal. He's a steal where they got him. Steal. He's quite, steal. Quite the talent. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That's what we think of the wings. The, 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 Can I add something else? At as always. There's a if okay. Never mind. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Is it about the wings? 
Uh, not these three guys, but another potential wing. Well, let's just tease it. A potential wing that they could possibly trade for. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Oh, it's Andre Godal. Everyone knows. All right, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.